Welcome to the Symbol of Change podcast with your host, Matthew. I'm here with my guest, James, today, who I know very well. I've known you for about seven years now. Ooh, it's, it's, been, it's been a while. It has been. Since about 2015, which is eight years ago, is it? Yeah, it's around that. Oh my God, it's been that long. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it was yesterday. Jenny, I can remember meeting you in the, uh, the Projo, like... All that time ago. Yeah, because that is just mad. Damn. You would have been... Because I would have been like 16 in year 11 and you would have been 15. In 2015, you know? I was 15, yeah. Yeah, that's Cause mad. Because I, 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 I started um, at the at the time Progress Wrestling School um, when I was 14. And I was doing like the youth classes and all that. Um, and then that's when they started doing the uh, beginner courses, um, which I think we were on the very first one, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, yeah, we were. Yeah, and then, you know, we met quite a lot of great people and then, like, it was just one of those things where it's like, we did it and it was really fun and then we moved up and it was like this massive story where these you got these kids, basically, which are just living a dream. Yeah, 100%. Because I remember, it's like, because when you said about living the dream, well, basically it was like that. Because I remember we were like doing training on the Sunday. Was Saturday or Sunday? I can't remember now. Oh, it was one yeah. of them. Probably Sunday, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so we was doing the training on Sunday, and then we go like all different types of places. Me, you, Jared, Naomi, literally just doing all sorts. Because I remember even you, um, you had me in like a cross face, and then like Jared had me in a leg lock one stage in Hyde Park was that in the park yeah I remember this yeah that was Cause we, yeah because it was me you Amy and Jared we went out to the park and we were just doing like really bad matches in the park yeah it was great because like, it was a mad time for sure mm. and I remember like, uh, we <laughs> we all pretended to be like like WWE superstars and that and I think like Amy might have pretended to be Paige or something. I was pretending to be Randy Orton. I, I don't even know who I pretended to be, to be honest. Probably, I, I, think, I think Jared was Roman Reigns, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, that reminds me. Because I, I always envision, like, me, you, and Jared specifically, being, like, kind of like our own version of the show. Yeah, no, that was the, that was the, the idea when we, when we were back then. Like the much skinnier shield. That's what I was thinking about. True. Because <laughs> even, I remember, even after that now, I've always had the mindset of like me, you, me, you and Jared somehow still end, ending up wrestling each other in some way. Yeah, it, it was like a really cool idea back then. Um, like, all, like all our lives just ended up going like three different directions. And, um, especially with uh, with Jared as well. Like I haven't really spoken to him in, in a really long time. Um, and whenever like we, like me and you talk, and then he gets brought up in the conversation, I'd be like, I actually really genuinely miss this guy because uh, he was such a lovely person, um, and he was really motivational as well. So I think after this podcast, I'm going to give him a message because I actually really miss him. Because have you still got him on um, Facebook or Instagram? I do. I do. Ask it then, because I was going to send it to you. 
Perfect. Yeah, I, I've got him on um, Facebook. I know that because I saw him post something the other day. I know he um, graduated, graduated recently as well. Yeah, he did. That's what he posted. Yeah, I was really happy when I saw that. Yeah, because even, um, even and then for you, you're working in. Um, you told me the other day, but I completely forgot that because I know you've moved on from my career. Yeah, so I, I work at the uh, at the National Audit Office where I was like a contractor for my um, and it's like you know you get moved about in these companies and stuff. But I'm it's, I'm doing it as like a a support. So I'm trying to I'm doing an acting course at the moment. Um, which is like a, a Meisner course, uh, which is going really well. And I've just been to like New York and stuff uh, where I did like a two week course there. Um, so I'm just using this job as like a basis to just be able to support myself um, while I can do all these other things in between because uh, there's no way I can do all these different activities with no income. It's not happening. Very, very true, yeah. But it's definitely good that you basically know what you want. And you're literally just going for it. Yeah, because that like the wrestling dream, as it as it was, uh, was a very prominent thing when I was a kid or a teenager. Um, but there came a point, and I don't know if it was the idea that I grew out of wrestling, or it was that um, I kind of fell out of love with it. But it was the idea that I'd done it for, I reckon, around five years by the time I stopped doing it. Um, and it just got it hit a point where I had my last match and I was there like, I didn't have fun here. And when you realise that you're not having fun with it, I, my mentality is you can either try and convince yourself that you're happy or you can try and do something new. Um, so I thought like the best thing for me in my mentality was just to try something new. And that's where acting came in because it's always been a massive thing in my family. Uh, like my dad is an acting tutor uh, he taught up rather um, and I always thought this has always been a very prevalent thing in my family why not just give it a go um, and so far it's been going really good um, and I've met a lot of really cool people which is good really and it's good that you have like the family you can like teach you and help you with it as well exactly yeah it's, it's really nice to have that kind of helpful guide because like wrestling and acting are not incredibly different uh, in terms of the worlds that they are set in, uh, like they're both performance uh, industries. Um, so I, I kind of, I'm lucky in the aspect that I've already performed in front of people and I've, I've dealt with crowds and I have that experience and I'm already, like I had that at a young age um, and I can take that into uh, the acting world now, which is actually really beneficial. Definitely, because... How did you feel when you was um, performing in front of people? Because I know I would have been nervous, personally. Oh, my God. Absolutely bricking it every single time. Um, there wasn't a single match where I walked out in front of... It doesn't matter how big the crowd was. Um, it could have been 20 people or 200 people. Uh, like, there wasn't a single time where I wasn't nervous. Um, but it's that idea that you you're putting yourself in a in like a zen place that was always what i tried to do uh, because you know that in as your music hits you've got a job to do and i always saw it as a there are people out there that have paid to come watch you and your responsibility right now is to give them the best that you possibly can give them 
Um, so it doesn't matter what show I did, I always wanted to give the best that I possibly could. Um, and I, I feel like for the most part, I did that. Um, and I, I'd hope the people that I wrestled with would say the same. Um, but I, I feel like I don't have a single memory in my matches where I uh, wasn't happy while doing the actual matches. Because I would definitely say, like, even seeing you train, because I, I saw, obviously, I saw the part where you trained and then also, yeah. like, you, your matches as well. Like, I'd yeah. always say you were definitely gifted at it, for sure. Thank you, man. I do appreciate that. Because you were definitely, like, 100% talented, especially the way how you was able to do things, like, perfectly and everything. I think, like, the... Yeah, I, when, I, when, like, we started, we were very young. So, like, my physicality was rather good and I, I was like I could do the high flying stuff um for the most part but it was the character based part of acting of, of sorry of wrestling that um was the issue uh, because you know I was really nervous and it was the idea that I didn't necessarily know who I was yet uh, um without even trying to create a character for yourself you're like you're at that age, you're trying to find out who you are as a person. And yeah. at the same time, you're going out in front of crowds and you're trying to build this larger-than-life persona. Um, and I think doing it at such a young age is so difficult. Uh, because, yeah. <laughs> because, like, you stare out in front of all these people and you can get the moves down to a T, perfect. Um, but then you've, at, at the end of the day, what they're there for is for a larger-than-life experience. And that's something that I I reckon I could have built more on if I gave it more time. Um, but, you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda, you know? True. Because one thing, it's given me a good question with what you said. So, you know when you said about your character development? Yeah. Who was James Best? James Best. Well, <laughs> James Best um, was always for me the ideal job was he was a more confident version of myself. Because growing up, I always, I, I wasn't a confident kid. Um, I was always the quiet one and I would stay at the back of the line and I, I'd rather be, um, you know, maybe put in a corner where I wasn't the centre of attention. And then you had James Best, who was uh, originally... Uh, the, the kid that wanted to impress, the kid that wanted to be the centre of attention and wanted people to cheer for him and have everyone on his back. And then it developed into the heel version of James Best, which was, I'm going to prove to everybody that I'm the best that, um, that there is. And it doesn't matter what you say, I'm going to believe that all the way to the bank. Um, that was the difference between me and James Best. And I feel like James Best was and it just a, a, a hyper extension of what I wanted to be, if that makes sense. Yeah, that 100% makes sense. Because I always liked that uh, slogan, you have to say, best is best. Like, Yeah, I know. Especially yeah, as a heel, I, I, I can imagine. Yeah, as, as a heel, it works perfectly. As Realistically, as a face, it is just like a subtle brag, you know? Um and it's just like, oh, look, everyone, I'm best is best, you know? Um, but, like, as, as a heel, I enjoyed it so much more because you get to just explore a lot more options, I think, compared to being a face. 
definitely I agree because I always knew like if I made it I would have definitely wanted to be a heel yeah no it's it's a lot more fun and I used to like whenever I watched wrestling like my favourite wrestler always was Randy Orton who I will forever say is the best heel of all time people will disagree with me people will say I'm you know I don't know enough about wrestling I don't care Randy Orton is the best heel of all time I do, there's no one can change my mind um and I always uh, try to implement something of Randy Orton's stuff into mine uh, because I felt like I'm only going to learn through, in a sort of sense, imitation. Uh, and then as I get better and I learn more about myself and what I want to do, I can add my own stuff to my character, if that makes sense. Definitely, it makes sense. Because that's even brought me back to a funny memory. Because, like, I actually completely forgot. Before you, I forgot Randy Orton was your favourite wrestler. Uh-huh, and then yeah. The moment you said that, that reminded me of a time where you RKO'd me. In, in the <laughs> yeah, I remember this. I do remember this. There was a, a point at, uh, I think it was just as I started wrestling, where when I went to school and I would just run up to everyone and RKO everyone. And it was probably the funniest memories I have. Uh, I used to do drama class at, at school um, and at the end of every activity we'd do in a session I'd be like can I give you an RKO and they were like yeah go on do it and the teacher absolutely hated me for it oh was it? yeah, yeah because he was like he, if, if somebody got injured he gets in trouble you know so I understood but I was going to do it anyway nah I don't blame you at all because <laughs> even yeah, um, I was, I was too, it was too fun because even like wrestling definitely puts you in a good a funny mentality because even I threw someone through a door thinking that I'm um, like in a proper no disqualification match as well and mm. the teacher did nothing about it yeah you know was, you're, you're at that age where you just want to fucking do all this stuff you know throw people about take give an RKO to someone yeah 100% because even because um, what would you say with your opinion on like the whole progress structure? Like, did you see yourself becoming progress champion and that? Um, well, I, it's funny you say because I remember you like one of the you know you're all massive motivator for me because you would always like say, "Oh, I can see you as like a progress champion one day," and I was there like, "It's really nice for you to say," but I I never saw it myself, which might have just been me being like negative about it. Um, I always try to see it as a as a journey of I know I'm a rookie, I know I'm very young, um, and I was just happy to be doing matches because there was a you know out of everyone that was around me, I wasn't getting as many matches as I would have wanted, um, and that's mostly my fault because I wasn't you know putting my name out as much as I should have. Um, but the idea of becoming progress champion, you know, was there at points, but it was never you know a goal, it was more, I would love just to be on progress shows, if that made sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Because um, I was even thinking to myself that you more than anyone, and 100% thought this the entire time, that you deserve to be in like NXT UK, eventually WWE and all sorts. Yeah, I, I would have loved that with a, with a passion. Definitely, because I could, I could definitely could have mentioned it. Hmm. I'm thinking with the way how 
NXT UK is now, I'm kind of thinking maybe it's probably best to even go like AEW or something like if it was around back then. Yeah, there's there's a I don't because like when you look at the the bigger wrestling scene at the moment, more than just the indies, and you see like AEW um, and how WWE is going at the moment, I think there's there's more. And I could be wrong, but it feels like there's more options. Um, maybe on the indie scene, because we're coming out of COVID, it might be, uh, and it probably is a lot more difficult for the up-and-coming wrestlers to get work uh, and be on shows. But I think in the terms of actually getting to the big times, uh, AEW's looking very good. Um, and having people back with like CM Punk is just a bigger promotion for them. And it's like they WWE needed that competition. It was so needed because there was a big period of time where WWE became stale, uh, and it just became recycled matches over and over again, and you just get bored. Uh, and I think that was a that was a a reason for me why I started to fall out of love with wrestling because I was there like, there's a lot of matches which are just the same over and over again, and if that's going to be the way it is, there's not much point in trying to fight that system because it went on for years yeah I agree with you 100% because even um, back then the only schools I remember aside from like side schools and stuff like that and progress and everything mm. the only other option that I that drew my attention at the time but didn't work out was the TNA school I think I told you about yeah I remember you talking about this and I went for the trial and got through and everything. Mm-hmm. But one thing that kind of stood out to me that kind of made me think no is that no one ever appeared on Impact. Right, okay. And now they're essentially doing the same thing, but like associated with NWA now. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So that was kind of a disappointment when I saw literally no one, even though they were promoted as that, they never actually got someone on the show. Yeah, that's really disappointing because that was kind of the the bread and butter of the Progress Wrestling School at the time because, you know, they would they made new shows for their up-and-coming wrestlers that they had coming out of their school. Like, they made the potential shows, which I was lucky enough to get on, um, which was a pure showcase just to have your wrestlers have a platform to show what they can do and it was a brilliant idea and then it, once they felt that comfortable enough that they could perform in front of these crowds they would move them to Endeavour um, and then once you got on there it was like a it wasn't like the biggest progress crowd but it was a very decent progress crowd and it was you know their most faithful fans that kept turning up to those shows so you get you you we're lucky enough to have those group of people already having eyes on you. And that's all because of a progress wrestling school. So if your wrestling school isn't, if, if a wrestling company has a wrestling school and your aspirations isn't to get those talent onto your shows, then I don't understand what the point of it is. Yeah, definitely. Other than because, financial gain, of course. Very true. Because even, um, I remember they were making a lot of that because even with the TNA school, like, which, like, what you're saying about progress, I definitely agree with you on that because I remember seeing like the buzz that they got every time like a newcomer came onto their shows. Mm. But with the TNA school, I remember 
it was packed full of people. So many people were interested. And then yeah. after that, the buzz for it just was dead. Like I didn't even like a year after that. I don't even I don't even remember if the school was even opened or not. Like, oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Because I I genuinely don't understand. Like I understand TNA was a a, a big company um, at its time at its peak, um, but like surely the most sustainable way to support an industry is to develop your talent. I, surely I'm not wrong about that. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Because I'd say at that time, TNA was not as good as it was before. But funny no. enough, I think now it's kind of come back up again. Yeah, because you probably know a lot more about this than me, but um, because I haven't really um, been watching as much wrestling as I used to. Um, but TNA always used to be a stable, and I, you know, you'd always hear about TNA back when I was wrestling. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because now they've got people like um, Jay White, the rest of Bullet uh-huh. Club, and they get like certain AEW stars to appear on TNA as well. Okay, well, like, yeah, then perfect. Like even one stage, um, I think probably this time last year, Christian Cage, Christian. Um, was um, TNA World Champion. Wow, okay. It's definitely changed in a lot of ways. Yeah, because there, there was a period of, of TNA where I, I remember actively choosing not to watch it. Um, I can't remember the exact period of when that was. I think it probably was around 2016, 17. Um, but I just, I found it... Uh, rather overly pantomime if that makes sense in the aspect of like the stories didn't interest me they seemed overly big for a small reason i feel i feel like it doesn't make sense but like i'm just trying to portray the image of like you have all these relatively talented big wrestlers and yet they didn't have a mo um a detailed story to be able to put themselves into yeah, I get what you mean, because I think that was during the time where um, Matt and Jeff Hardy were um, basically carrying the company. Yeah, exactly. And that you, you have these two legends, and they're trying to c- carry this company on their back. That's really what it felt like. Um, and it, it, it just felt like there, there was a lot more they could have done back then. I definitely agree with you on that, because even... Um, now with the way how the whole wrestling system is i think it's definitely a better place because even i can't remember it's sometime next month there's a pay-per-view with AEW and njpw new japan yeah that's great i thought i have heard about this one so i definitely want to watch that because i think there's a lot of good matches mm. and like i i remember even uh new japan like watching that back in the day was a lot more interesting to me than a lot of the uh, American-based wrestling shows. Like, I, there was a point where I would watch more New Japan than I would WWE, and WWE was what I grew up on. Um, and I just feel like that's because their style just suited what I wanted more. Yeah, that makes sense. Because mm. the only time I paid paid attention to um, New Japan was when AJ AJ Styles turned up there. 
Yeah, AJ Styles in New Japan was amazing. Very true. Yeah, and he's like he's amazing in WWE, um, especially when he first got to WWE as well. It was like a really cool moment. But him in New Japan was, I, it just felt different. Because even now, six years on, he's definitely like a grandson champion, hasn't he? Oh yeah, no, he's he's achieved pretty much everything he needed to achieve in wrestling. I agree, but one question I do have for you as well is if someone w- was to say, like a promoter or something, saying that they wanted you back for a match or even a few matches, would you go back? Ooh, oh, is it, that's a very good question because I don't know. I genuinely don't. I, in my heart of hearts, I feel like I would say yes. Um, but my head is very much that I'm done with wrestling and I don't feel like I'll ever go back to it. As sad as that makes me feel, uh, I feel like I had my time in that world and I enjoyed it. But I feel like I've hit a point in my life where I can look at that period now with a big old smile on my face and realise I've done that, now on to the next thing. That makes sense because you did win a title, wasn't it? I did, I did. It was at uh, BCW. Um, I won their internet championship, which was a cool moment for me because, you know, growing up as a kid, you always want to win something, anything. And I got to win that, which was really good. So now, did you get to keep the title or have you only just got pictures? I only have pictures now. Only pictures. Um, so I, there was a period of about a year or maybe slightly less after I won the belt, where BCW kind of ended. Um, so, you know, I didn't have any one to face, basically, for, with, with the belt. And then I, they came back, and then I was having a match. And I, in my head, I wanted this to be my last match because my body was feeling... And I was only, like, 18, 19 at the time. Uh, and my body was starting to feel really banged up um and i was thinking to myself i'm only this age my body shouldn't be feeling like this so i feel like for my <laughs> for, for my benefit the best idea right now would to be either to have a long break or to retire in general uh so i messaged the the promoter and i said look i'm facing this uh, this guy which i love and i thought he was amazing called uh keanu um, and I thought he was great. And I was like, if I'm going to lose the belt to anyone, can I lose it to him, please? Because, you know, it's, you know, the company isn't the biggest company in the world, but this guy deserves a title. So if I could lose it to someone, could I lose it to Keanu? Um, and they gra- granted me that. And then, um, you know, I had a good period of time where I didn't wrestle and my body started to feel so much better. Yeah, cause- I can imagine for sure because like that's one thing that I myself even forget how like wrestling every night definitely must take a, like a toll on the people's body like even yours like when you was like wrestling for that time period I can imagine it must be like painful yeah no it's like um, and do you know what it, it mainly was was because I loved taking moves um, and I loved being able to because you you'd watch all this stuff on TV um, like people giving power bombs um, you know, taking big moves off the top rope. And 
whenever I'd go to training and stuff, I'd be like, yeah, do you want to practice with me? Yeah, try it on me. I'm small. I'm light. You can try it for me. That's great. Um, and then they got, they got to a point where I'd taken in one session around like 20 power bombs or something in one session. And I remember leaving my back felt like it was going to break. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, maybe from now on, we can share the moves, you know. I'll take maybe one or two, and then this guy in the corner can take one or two as well. Because my body is going to absolutely break within two years if we carry on. But that's crazy. What, you just like taking the pain? Yeah, I, I don't know what it was. It was, it was, I genuinely just, it wasn't necessarily, like every move hurt, okay? Because some people like weren't doing it correctly. So I'd, I would land awkwardly in certain moves. Um, and I was like, no, that's fine. We're going to keep going until you get it right because I want you to get this down. I was too, I was too bloody nice about it. Um, and then it's like, after, I remember there was one guy that was practicing uh, like a sunset flip powerbomb on me. And he did it like three times and I had landed mostly on my neck and back of my head. And at that point, realistically, any normal, sensible human being will be like, right, let's, gi- let's give it five minutes. And then, you know, you can either try with me one more time or you can move on to somebody else and try. Because obviously something's not working here. But no, me being me went, no, we're going to keep going until you get it right. And then, you know, you hit fucking 20 and then your your neck feels like you're 80 years old, you know? It's not good. <laughs> it's really yeah. not. Because I'm like, I can understand why you, you thought that way, but I'm kind of thinking that's crazy. <laughs> I, I, you know, I enjoyed... That's how much I loved wrestling at the time. Is that I was I I just wanted to take everything. Yeah, you wanna? Oh yeah, you wanna give me a, a big slam? Give me the big slam. Go on, do it. Uh, oh, you wanna do this? Do it, hundred percent. I had no problem with anything, and I think that was probably not the best of ideas, given given that you know as much as wrestling is predetermined, and you know we're not actually trying to hurt each other. The sp- it hurts, man. It really does. True. Like, I remember my biggest problem, and I think you, I think you might remember this, was um, the flip bump. Yes, I do remember this. And I remember one flip bump I did, I hit my arm, and I think I completely tore muscle that day. Yep, I remember this. And I was thinking, this looks mad. I never did get anything done with it, because my arm's practically fine, but when I reflect on that point, I just thought to myself, like, yeah, that's just a mad time. Yeah, like the flip bump was um, for quite a lot of people a, a big hurdle to climb, um, and I never really understood it at the time. Cause I was like, "Come on, guys, just do a flip and land on your back," and that was just me because I was, you know, I didn't give a shit about anything. <laughs> and then, the, but then I remember there was there was one time where uh, I was we were in training. We do we had done a lot of drills. And then we were doing a drill where it was uh, back bump, front bump, flip bump. Uh, and then I was so drained. I went to do the flip bump and I mostly just landed on my head. Um, and I went, oh, yeah, now I understand. Now I understand why people are not that enthusiastic to have to flip over the top of their head and land on their back. Because there's so much room for error, really. There is. Sure. I think Especially when you're tired. Exactly, because I think that was the thing with me. Like, I always kept thinking, like, I don't want to, like, land on my head and snap my neck or something like that. Yeah, no, so, I fully understand now. 
that every time I tried it, I literally ended up going like to my right. Yeah, the, I think Jared had a similar problem, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, I think I might be wrong. If I am, I I am sorry, Jared. But because <laughs> <laughs> I think my biggest regret, I think, with wrestling was not pursuing it more, like just giving up essentially. Yeah, because uh. Remind me, did you pass the beginner course first time? No, nah, um, that that's just gonna be another memory. <laughs> um, no, I didn't. But okay, I I remember a group picture. You probably remember this. A group picture at the end, like everyone's taking the pictures of like who passed and who failed. And I don't remember this. I don't. And I literally remember I was putting up a two sweet sign in the picture, and I was so <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, that's heartbreak. Don't tell me that. Yeah, I don't literally. Remember this photo. Do you still have it? Um, I need to look for it because it was on Progress's um Facebook page at the time. Obviously, I know it's changed, so the chance may not may not be there. Okay. Yeah, because I'd like to see that photo. <laughs> but I remember, like, I was so disappointed that I think I probably didn't even say at the time. Yeah, because they scored it, didn't they? That's how they judged you moving up to the intermediate. I remember that. Because um, they got us to do certain drills. And I think like one of the drills was like the rolls and then the other one was the bumps. Um, and then if you hit a certain amount of strikes, um, I think it might have been like six strikes or something. I might be wrong. That's when they, they classed it as a fail. Oh, yeah. I might be wrong. But I think that's how it works. And then... There's another memory I have as well, which I know you probably have had similar when you've been wrestling. I remember the one time I dropped someone, a guy on his head by accident. Because it was like... Those memories are horrible. Exactly. Because it was like doing... It was a pin of some sort, but I did it wrong and the guy dropped on his head. Like, I thought thought the guy was going to come up and start one in the fight. Because it like... You know, right. So like, with wrestling, it happens, isn't it? Like, people are going to do things wrong, especially in training. That's the whole point of training. People are going to do things wrong, and not everything's going to be safe. And as much as we like, we try and make everything as safe as possible, and we care for everyone we're doing stuff with, things will go wrong. Um, and I've, like, I've landed on my head more times than I can count, probably. And that's probably because I've landed on my head so much. But I was there like, if you do something wrong to me, I'm not going to hold it against you. Unless you do it with malicious intent, we're here to learn. Um, and if I can get up afterwards, like there's, you know, next time you'll get it right. That was always my mentality. Which is definitely a good mentality, to be honest. Because mm-hmm. have you, because I do remember one time you say you said to me that you was at a seminar or something like that and one of the trainers accidentally um, made you have a nosebleed. Um, was it a trainer? It might, it might have been another, uh, wrestler. We would, uh, I, I, well, I have two memories of things that went quite bad in training. This one isn't bad. It just, you know, it's just unfortunate. Um, so I was in a session and we were doing like a little spot, uh, and then they just completely 100% power kicked me in the mouth. And then like, my, like I had braces on at the time. Uh, and like fucking all the 
all my gums started attaching to my the uh, the brackets on the front, and it was brutal. It it was absolutely horrible. Um, and then the worst one, the worst injury I've had in, in a training situation was there was a guy that was practicing. Um, you know, Randy Orton's net breaker. Yeah, the one where he, like he he puts them uh, their back across his shoulder and then he grabs the neck and drops. Yeah, that's. I can tell this can sound brutal. Yeah, so the guy was practicing that with me, and he did it a couple of times, and it, it you know it wasn't perfect, but it was okay. Um, and then he said, "Right, let's do it one more time," because he was getting close. Uh, and as he was going for it, he got me on his shoulder. He got me in position, and as he dropped, he put his head behind mine, completely accidentally. There was like no intent behind it, but then the back of my head completely smashed against the top of his. Um, and that was the the first time in my life where my body shut down, um, and my my fingers were curling up, and my legs were spasming. I was like, I don't, what's happening? Like, my, I felt fine. I just didn't understand what was going on because you know it never happened before. Um, and that was generally the only time uh, in a training situation where I was like, yeah, shit, this could have gone really badly because my body had shut was shut down for about three to five minutes. So what happened? Was it like a concussion or something? Uh, yeah, I, I would think so, uh, given the uh, how badly it affected me at the time. Um, I didn't go to hospital or anything. I probably should have, uh, but I the reason I didn't is because I had a match the next day <laughs> and I was like, I, you know, everyone was telling me you can't do the match, James. You've, you've got a concussion uh, and it's really not a good idea for you to do the match tomorrow. And I was like, no, no, that's fine. I, I feel fine. I can do the match tomorrow. Uh, I felt horrible. I, I should make that clear. I felt absolutely horrible, but I had to do the match because, you know, I, you know, I might not get another one, you know, so I thought, I, you know, I have to take every opportunity. So I went to do the match, and the match went great until the finish. <laughs> okay, and then well, in the, the the finish, so it was a tag team match, um, and this one, this this is completely on me. It wasn't the tag team's fault at all. They but their finish, their group uh, tag team finisher was uh, like a trip into a big knee, um, and I went down too quickly. So the guy's knee went directly into my mouth again and it knocked me out. Um, and I, I can, I've still got the video of it on my phone. Uh, but I remember I go down and then he flips me over my arm, which is limp because it's, it's, you know, I'm not, I'm not there. Um, and I'm like, right, I'm going to take at least a month off from wrestling now because my head really shouldn't be feeling like this. Cause I was thinking like two concussions, two days. Madness. <laughs> Because the moment yeah, that's said, wrestling for you. Good point. Because I was thinking, like, I always like the mentality that you have, but those two scenarios there, I'm thinking, brutal. Yeah, no, it's it's really a, uh, it's quite a dangerous sport. It really is. Um, but like, it's so fun at the same time. So you you take these injuries and stuff, and you go. Yeah, that was really bad, and I really hope it doesn't go again. It doesn't happen again. But let's let's keep going. You know, there's no problem. Yeah, because um, how long was you wrestling in, in total? Was it about two years? What actually having matches, or um, from training to ending? 
tra- um, from training to ending? So I started when I was 14 uh, and my last match I had was the end of 2019. Oh, yeah. So that would have been four years, I think it was. Yeah, so it's, it's almost five years, I think it was. That's not too bad at all. No, that's that's why whenever I think back to my wrestling, uh, I don't have any um, other than like particular experiences I had with particular people. The actual wrestling itself, I don't have any bad memories of um, because I I did everything that I wanted to do. I had my matches. I had a lot of good matches with a lot of people that I really liked. Um, so I felt really fortunate in that aspect. You met a lot of good people as well. Yeah, and I made a, I, I met a lot of shit people as well. Like, like I don't want to paint this picture of like everyone was a saint. There was a lot of people in the wrestling business which are, uh, you know, people that I wouldn't want to meet in the street because they're genuinely bad people. Um, and you know, some of them were, you know, really successful at the time. And it's there like you've got all these up and coming wrestlers and stuff, and you're trying to. Like at the when we think of what wrestling is, if we break it down uh, to its base, it's a load of people in spandex fake punching each other. Why does everyone take it so seriously? Is is we're really realistically we're here to have fun and entertain. But there was a lot of people that because they realised that they were over and they had a big name would. Uh, try and put down the people that were trying to make a name for themselves. Um, and I'm not going to name people because I don't want the the beef. <laughs> um, yeah. But like, uh, there was definitely that aspect of wrestling which I wasn't old enough yet to uh, positively deal with. And there was plenty of times where I'd go home after a show and I just would break down because I didn't know how to deal with these people. Um, um, that's why I, I actually spoke to somebody about this the other week. Um, so I spoke to uh, David Apollo, who um, I'm mates with, who ra- used to run ACW, because um, we speak about wrestling quite often. Uh, yeah. And I was saying to him, if I, if I started wrestling now with the mentality I currently have, I would have been able to deal with these people so much easier because I've had a, a lot more of experience with these types of people. Um, so it would have been a, a lot better for my mentality because these people would, you'd look up to them and then they'd treat you as the lowest of the low and then you just don't know what to do with yourself. Yeah, definitely. I can imagine because like, it's even crazy where like, you know, those, you hear those stories about people and then like months or years later, you hear something happen where they got exposed and you know, one person I'm referring to. <laughs> Oh no, um, yeah, <laughs> I know you talking about. And um, you realise their career has really not gone anywhere anymore. Yeah, no, like there, there was definitely, and that was you know there was that period when was it in the middle of COVID where um, a lot of these um, allegations occurred against a lot of different people and people that um, you you kind of shocked to hear about because you. Uh, you know, you've met these people and then you're hearing all this stuff that you had no idea about. It's they're like, there's, you know, you never really know someone, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. 
Because this um, is crazy. And, yeah. how one thing can lead to another. Exactly. And, that, you know, most of these people uh, were the ones that you'd be really wanting to have a match with because they were the names, you know? And then you'd... Or, or the people that, you know, brought you up in the business, you know? Um, and then to realise that there was these other things going on is kind of heartbreaking because you like as, as happy as I can talk about my wrestling experience uh, from a point of view of it, I can look at it as an outside because it's finished. There's these people that will never wrestle again because these people took it away from them. If that makes sense. And it just, it's heartbreaking to hear. It really is. Cause when you, when you say that, it kind of brings like one name to mind, Bret Hart. Yeah. Because you know how the story of, like, he's, like, very... He's got strong dislike for Goldberg because he feels like Goldberg ended his career. Yeah. Um, I, and it's, like, that that as an example is, like, kind of perfect because it's this situation of, like, you weren't ready to give it up, but it was taken away from you. And it was, you know... I Like, we know Goldberg didn't mean to do that. Um, but it's, you know... It happens, and what can you do with it? The, the same thing goes to Paige, you know, with AJ Lee. I think it was, was it uh, AJ Sasha, or was it was it someone else? Sasha Banks, right? Yeah, yeah. And then like it's just a complete freak incident, uh, and it's like these small little incidents can be career ending, you know, and it's heartbreaking. Very true, because even um. One thing that I thought was very emotional, and this is kind of not even wrestling related, was um, I'm trying to remember. It was Chris Eubanks and mm-hmm. a guy he injured. Uh, what's his name again? Michael Watts. Um, yeah, in in boxing. Yeah, like mm, um, there's a I video of him. Like there's a video of them, and they're he's talking about it, and he's crying. Chris Eubanks. Yeah, and is Michael this the one Watts, where he's apologising? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen this. And I'm thinking, that's really sad. Yeah, because like he like and that's that's different because like he's the one that has you know, is the, the perpetrator basically and it's like imagine how he must feel. Because, you know, there's that's never your intention. Especially in like a sport like boxing, where it is, you know, the whole aim of it is to, you know, knock the other person out. But you'll never, you never think, oh, this is how it's going to end. And for it to end like that, and you're responsible for it, must be one of the most difficult things to process. Very true. But at least, like, Michael never had that hate towards him or nothing. Yeah, exactly. Which I'm thinking this may, might not be easy, because I'm thinking if that happened to me, like, for example, if like, something was to happen like in wrestling or whatever, like, I don't think I could... Well, it depends on the person, really. Like, I don't personally think I could forgive the person or just, like, be all nice with them, I don't think. What about you? No, it it really takes a a type of person to be able to, after receiving something like that, to be able to go, I forgive you. Um, And I don't think I'm that type of person either. It's, you know, it really takes a different type of person. Definitely. Like, I guess it's just, like, anything in life could happen. Exactly, yeah. Because what would you say is the biggest thing you've had to overcome, like, in just in general? 
Um, do you mean in wrestling aspects or in life general? Just, just in life. Oh, that's a difficult question. <laughs> um, let me think. There was de- there's definitely been um, a lot of periods in my life uh, with, let's say, family, for example, um, where, like, so when I was, um, so I was living with my nan pretty much, with, uh, my nan and my dad for like pretty much my entire upbringing. Um, and then my nan became, you know, of the age where, you know, she couldn't do anything by herself and it became a responsibility for me, uh, my dad and my sister just to look after uh, this absolutely beautiful woman. And it's there like, that's probably one of the biggest things I've had to overcome because you have to, when looking after somebody that is unable to look after themselves, you really have to dig deep and find something in you uh, to be able to, you know, stay composed and every day deal with things that would, you know, drive most people insane. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I, so I, I would say that's probably it. Yeah, that, I think that's probably one of the... Uh, and I was, I think, like, this was happening mostly before wrestling as well. Um, so I was only, like, 10 to, like, 14 um, during, like, the peak of it. So, like, I was very young having to look after someone where technically, like, you're barely able to look after yourself at this point. So would you say kind of wrestling helped you, with, like, emotionally, not having to do, like, deal with that and stuff like that? Yeah, one one trillion percent. Um, like I, I was doing. I was playing for a football team um, during like this main point, uh, and I remember like football used to be like the goal. It was like I'm going to be a goalkeeper. I'm going to be um, scoured at some point, whatever. And then uh, I was playing in a football team, which completely just sucked the passion. Um, out of me because it was so badly run uh, and I was at that point it was it was actually quite similar to how uh, the wrestling incident um, ended um, but I remember like the moment the season ended with the, the football team I was like I'm doing wrestling that is that is what I'm doing right now and I went on Google and I was like is there any schools near me let's have a look and then the progress wrestling school came up and at that point in my life I was unhappy I didn't know necessarily um what I'm going to do and like you don't need to at that age but you you would like to and then the moment I saw progress wrestling come up I was like right let me look into this oh I can go to this session dad please take me please um and it absolutely for that period of my life I I genuinely think it saved me definitely because you always you definitely have grown up into being like a very like you're just a great guy. I always thought you were a great guy. You know? Same, so are you, bro. Like, definitely, like, one person I know is gonna, always going to be, like, a lifelong friend. Yeah. I, there, there are particular people in my life where... I, and I've, I've always said this, that I, I feel like I'm very lucky with the people that um, I can call friends because most people I end up calling friends I have for life. Um and they always add something to me and my character and 
who I am as a person. And you are definitely one of those people where, you know, we, we I, it's been so long since I've seen you, like so long. But I can talk to you at any point and it doesn't feel like that. Uh, definitely. And you, I'm always going to be here. Exactly. And you, you know, you motivate me and you can message me at any time and then you just pick me up and it makes, makes me feel better. Um, and I'm very lucky to have you and those types of people in my life. Because even remember when we went to NXT TakeOver London on the same oh, day. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> God, yeah, I remember that. That was fucking great because it was so out of the blue. It's like, let's just do this. Yeah, let's do it. Exactly, because it's fun. Yeah, exactly. That, 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 that's the type of, you know, people that you need in your life. And, and it, like, if you're lacking that, if you feel like you're lacking something in life, this is what it is. Because these people will drive you to do whatever you need to be. It's true, because like, I remember the event was fun, but the aftermath for me wasn't, because I don't think I ever told you what happened after. <laughs> what happened after? Because basically, well, my phone died, and I didn't realise my mum actually had come from all the way from um, Croydon all the way up to Wembley to pick me up. Oh, no, don't tell me. No. And, and um, I was on the train home, got home, then I realised. Oh, no. And, and, and then she got a parking ticket as well. <laughs> like, I mean, at least you enjoyed your day, right? True. <laughs> <laughs> your mum, not so much. Because it ended up getting... Actually, no, it wasn't even a parking ticket. It was a speeding ticket. Because she, like... Because of the fact that she realised I had gone back home. She was like... Oh, so she spent there to pick you up, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I felt so bad. Yeah, I would as well. I really would. So that day is like a day I've never forgotten. Yeah, no, I, I actually went on my, like, I, um, I never used to have, like, a phone <laughs> back then. So I had an iPad instead, which is like, a, why would you have an iPad and not a phone? But anyway, I remember <laughs> I took that to, I, I, took, I took that to the event. Um, and I turned it on for the first time in, like, two years the other week and I was just going through the photos and that popped up so it's really weird you you brought up because I was legit looking at these videos like maybe a week ago it's because like it's one memory like there's so many memories that I have like that involved me and you that one of mm. like one of the biggest ones yeah like, it was a really even, good show as well true because even thinking about the wrestling stories as well I remember one time where we were just slapping each other in the chest for one drill <laughs> <laughs> I remember this. I do. I think you did it continuously until he had to say stop. And I remember my chest was stinging. Yeah. Oh, trust me. My chest felt horrible for at least two days afterwards. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I, I remember there was, there was a. Um, I was taking chops from a guy called Big T Justice in one of the um, progress shows. And he's massive. Yeah, he's like seven foot tall, like maybe like 20, he's 20 plus stone, something like that. And like, you just got like skinny, like 10 stone, five foot nine James Best getting slapped up in the chest by this giant, you know. It is a horrible feeling. Oh, you can imagine, yeah. And did you have to take any stands from him? Uh, say that again? Did you have to take any slams from them at all? Oh, yeah. Perpetual. Um, so there was one where he uh, 
he gorilla pressed me um, completely up. So I, he, like his arms are fully extended. And I'm just hovering above his chest. So not his chest, his head, sorry. Um, and I'm just, I, I remember, I'm just up there. I'm like, I've never been this high in my life. You know, <laughs> I've, never, I've never seen this perspective before. And I was just looking at the crowd and he, then he just dropped me. And it's, it felt like I was traveling for ages, you know, in the, in the actual, in the actual moment, I felt like I was traveling for like 10 minutes before I hit the ground. I can imagine that must have been painful. Like I, I remember I hit the mat and I, it didn't actually feel that bad in the moment because I was so confused by the visual I just had seen. Uh, but I remember going backstage afterwards and my entire front felt awful because it had just been beaten up for like 15 minutes. Because definitely, because like, at least one another lesson in memory that you have that's like one that you can never forget. Yeah, and I, I love that guy as well. I, I thought he was great. Um, and I, you know, that was a triple, no, it was a, it was a six-man tag, I think it, what it was called. Uh, and we won that. I just want to add that. <laughs> we won that. It was good. Yeah, so it was, like, you, yeah, you had like three skinny guys versus like his absolute giant and then these two very muscular guys as well. And I'm like, yeah, realistically, we're not winning this match. <laughs> like, realistically. But what was the finish of that match? Because I'm wondering what that was. So the finish was, like, we did a little uh, tag move on two smaller guys but are still you know giant compared to me um and then one of the other guys from our team drop kicked big t off the apron i ended up feeding up to the outsides of the apron and i did a uh springboard swanton onto uh one of them which won the match yeah that's a mad finish yeah it was uh because oh no, because I remember I did like a double drop kick to two of the guys, and it went really well. I remember I did it, and I felt like <laughs> I felt like I was in Mortal Kombat or something. I was like, "What's going on?" <laughs> and then do you also remember a finisher that we created together? You know what? I remember talking about this, but I don't remember what the finish was. Because it's basically what I remember. It is something like you grab someone into like an RKO position. Yeah. Then you do like a black flip, spin around, and then you stun them. <laughs> oh, this one. Yeah, I remember this. I tried it in training once. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> I want to make that clear because I remember I, I was trying to explain to the guy the idea. And he was like, okay. And I remember I jumped for it. I was like, yeah, I don't know what, what, where I'm meant to go from here. It just doesn't <laughs> work. So in the end, it, like, it, in your in your in your mind, it makes perfect sense. But then when you try it and do do it in real life, it makes zero sense whatsoever. Because I can imagine, like, it must have been like a lot of the other person's job to make sure you spin the right direction. This and that it seems complicated. It is ninety nine percent responsibility of the person taking the move, which is why I felt really bad. <laughs> like at the time I, I weighed like what nine and a half stone or something so like it wasn't too bad for anyone but if they, if they had to do that to me now you know 
Like, I don't weigh massively now. I'm, like, um, nearly 12 stone or something. Um, but even, that, like, that, having to carry my body weight, I thought I just couldn't do it to someone. It feels too bad. Definitely. Because isn't there a move like that right now? I have no idea. Genuinely have no idea. I'll have to search, I'll search it up and then I'll send it to you. Yeah, dude, because, you know, it would be nice to see how it actually works because whatever I was trying to do just didn't work. Because <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm still trying to think, but I'll, because the only thing I can think of, you know Brian Kendrick's finisher, I, don't, I can't remember the name of it, but it's when he runs up on the top rope and does it. I'm trying to think back. I do know the finishing move, but is that the same as what we were trying? I'll say it's very much similar, but it just um, just involves the top rope. Yeah. Okay. Because if if it is similar to his, then I was doing it completely wrong. <laughs> but the only thing he does, I'll, I'll take the responsibility. Because the only thing he does, which I'm watching now, he goes on the top rope but fits backwards. That's it. I remember. I remember. I remember. Yeah, that wasn't what I was trying to do. <laughs> but you never know. Could still possibly do it one day. One day, maybe. Because we definitely the have WWE signed me one day. <laughs> definitely, which I still say, there's still a chance of it. You see, this is what I mean, man. You're, you see, you're a motivator. And that's what I appreciate. Because I, I definitely want to see, like, the best, like, in anything you do. Thank you, bro. And to end things, what I'll do is one thing. Like, based on this motivation that you just said, mm-hmm. what's three goals that you'd like to achieve in the next six months? Oh, in six months? Oh, that's, <laughs> that's a short time period. Um, okay, six months. Should we say a year? I'll say one year. Okay, that's slightly better. It gives me more time. <laughs> um, <laughs> three things I want to achieve in the next year. Um, okay. First thing is, I really want to be in some sort of uh, play or film. Like any type. It could be an indie film, uh, it could be a play on top of a pub. I just want to be in something. Uh, the second thing uh, is I'll do to try and get into a drama school. That'll be good. And the third thing is hmm. I wish you asked me this like <laughs> like beforehand, and then just lie to everyone and say, "Oh yeah, I've got this spontaneous question for you." <laughs> <laughs> Because like, I actually oh, yeah, I've got three answers for you. Because um, I actually didn't think of it. I think I don't know. I really don't know. Because even when you said about the drama school, I actually I thought of an alternative. Because you know, um, not, well, not really an alternative, but an answer. <laughs> Go on. Um, basically, there's an online drama school that's run by. Um, you know the lady that played Janine Butcher in um, EastEnders? Yeah. 
They could join that. Look, because this this the thing at the moment. Because I'm doing like a, um, a part time course at the moment with a company called the Impulse Company, um, and like that ends next week. Um, so like I'm I'm in a period right now where I'm looking for things to do, and I'm, you know, I'm going to be trying to get myself everywhere because uh, th- this is a point where I'm either going to. Uh, relax and let everything slip or i'm going to work hard and make sure that i'm getting everything locked down and that's what i'm fully intending to do so any suggestions i will openly take <laughs> very openly because definitely because i think you to link to this because they got like their own agency and um you can be spotlight registered on it as well yeah exactly because that, that's another thing that um i need to try and get on is spotlight but um, what they were saying, because how long have you been doing drama for? So in in terms of um, training, I started in October last year. So it hasn't been too long. So they're saying with them, which probably is going to be quicker for you. Um, yeah. If you train with them, then you can be spotlight registered in two years. Okay, yeah, perfect. Because I, I was actually talking to people the other day about how to get onto spotlight. They were like, you need two tokens or something. Um, which you earn through doing like, various different things. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't sound simple, but we'll go, we'll work from there. Sounds mad complicated as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, because you, you, like, you either get it through going to a drama school, you do it by doing a commercial or something, you get you earn tokens doing this type of stuff. And I'm like, but don't you need to have Spotlight in the first place to be able to get your name out there to get onto adverts and stuff? I just... It's complicated. Yeah, it's like with jobs nowadays where they say, oh, they want people with experience for that small thing. I've been saying this for years, man. It's like, oh, yeah, we only want people with experience. But how am I meant to gain the experience if you're not giving me time to get the experience? It don't make any sense. Exactly. Because for me, I had um, three, like 2016 to this no, 2015 to 16 was a very weird time for me because I had like three jobs and I got I had oh, one wow. It only lasted a month for all three. A month for all three? Yeah. <laughs> oh wow, okay. That's an achievement. That is. I'd, I'd be proud of that. Because the way it happened was with one I was working at a car recovery place uh-huh. and um, they were like to me after a month, I was making too many mistakes. Yeah, see, within a month, that's too... You need to give people time, man. Within a month, they got yeah. rid of you. Basically, yeah. You have to give people time to develop and stuff. That's not enough time. Exactly. And then the second one now was a estate agent where I was only earning £50 per month. No, not Sorry, what? Per week. Per week. <laughs> Pound per week is, you know, really bad. And then the way that ended was someone came in saying there wasn't a, full, a proper apprenticeship, so I needed to leave. And then also someone came in saying that they were um, doing things with the owner. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> and... <laughs> Everything apart, and then everything after that one just went left. 
And then the next one now was a windscreen place and they didn't have time to teach me anything. Okay. So like realistically, you know, with, with these types of jobs and I've, I've been saying this to people who I work with currently, I'm like, these jobs are not for life. So losing them or gaining, gaining them is only for your financial gain at this point to help you go wherever you want to go. So like losing these jobs is, you know, as much as it means that you have to look for another one, isn't the end of the world because you, it's not what you want to do anyway. True. Cause I've been, cause I think me and you, like the year you joined mighty was the soon after I joined the NHS. I can't even remember. Yeah. Cause I've been um, in the NHS five years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've been here now for, I think it's just over three years now. Yeah, so not too long at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, you know, I don't mean to, uh, is it, what's the word, besmudge? Is that a word? I don't know. We'll go with it. Uh, mighty. But, you know, they're not the greatest. <laughs> they're not the greatest. Yeah. I'm going to lose my job now. <laughs> yeah, you see, <laughs> ne- next week, we get Mighty Boss going to walk in and be like, so we heard what you said about us the other day. <laughs> Maybe I have to minimize the name. No, exactly, yeah. <laughs> like like it wasn't a... me, I promise. It wasn't me. But I do get what you're saying, though. It's definitely all the learning experience. Yeah. That's like, all these what... jobs are, they're experienced. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sitting uh, at my desk <laughs> at work, <laughs> and I've seen, I've seen about five different people walk past me like, what's he doing? Who's he talking to? Well, you know, you're going to be on a podcast. Yeah, yeah, like you just heard me talking about this weird thing called professional wrestling. Like, okay. Because that's another thing. I don't think people hardly understand it. You know? No, every, every time somebody finds out or they hear that, oh, you used to be professional wrestling, you get one or two responses. You go, oh, wow, that's really cool. Or you just get this confused, dazed look from people, uh, which I find really funny because they just don't understand what it is whatsoever. They just see it as the, you know, the like two men in, um, in latex fake fighting. And I'm like, yeah, okay. At, you know, the surface, that is what it is. But like, there's so much more to it than just that. Exactly, because people would be like, "Isn't it that fake? Like, wrestling is fake." Yeah, like, oh yeah, you, oh so you, oh so you did the fake stuff. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. Cheers, mate. <laughs> cheers. So, so nice to have an intellectual conversation with you. You know, we'll move. Exactly. People like that are just like crazy, but when they see the yeah. injuries, that's when they all understand. Yeah, I'm like, okay, you take a big splash off the top rope and tell me it doesn't hurt, all right? Exactly. Because I, I'd probably say I kind of underestimated it a bit, a bit until that day I tore my muscle on my arm. Yeah, because the, the, the room for injury is like so small. Like you can get injured so easily in this, in this world. Sure. That's literally just like, 
at least the good thing is that we we're here to tell tell the tale. Because I know for me, it was much, like my wrestling experience was much shorter than yours, but at least you was able to like go through the whole process and just like do well, do your part, and then literally just cool things in your own time. Yeah, no, I, I I'm genuinely happy with the experience I had with wrestling. Um, like it could have been better, it could have been worse. Um, I just see it as it was what I had, and you know. I wouldn't change it really. I really wouldn't. Definitely, I don't blame you at all. Because I remember, like, when I took a break from wrestling for a bit and then I went back to it, the first bump I took, just a regular back bump, it felt like I was in a car crash. I was there, like, whoa, is this what I used to do all the time? Like, my body completely just forgot about this is what it used to take. And it was like, can we not do this again, please? Oh, yeah, that's the way they always describe it, isn't it? Like like a car crash. Yeah, it's like a mini car crash. That's what, well, that's like the effect on your body. Um, like with, a, with regular back, like back bumps. I'm, I'm sure if you do a bloody swanton off the top rope or a 450 splash or something, it's probably a bit more, <laughs> a little bit. True, because like I never, I never experienced like the whole doing moves and fully connecting on other people. So mm-hmm. I can imagine how it must have felt. Well, like the the first time I took a four fifty splash from someone was in a actually was in an actual match. Um, it was against a guy called Connor Mills, and I remember he just gate like I was laying there waiting for it, and then I saw him do the flip, and I was like, "This is actually terrifying!" Like, what? Oh, he's actually going to land on me! Like, what if he doesn't do the full flip? What happens? Uh, and I remember he hit it, and I was there like, "Oh yeah, that that didn't feel great. That didn't feel great at all." Because have you had anyone botch move on Actually, I think you said this already, I think. Um, you... No, go on. Oh, because I was going to say, um, like, have you had someone botch a move on you? But I think you already said. Yeah, no, I've, I've had, um, I've had quite a few, quite a few botches. Um, and I've, I've done them as well. They happen, innit? So, like, luckily for me, not all of them are, are were bad they were just like little drops where you just have to quickly recover and do something else um without trying to do the same thing again because if you botch a move and it's not like a a severe botch where you can just carry on the thing you don't want to do is try and repeat the same move because it just lets everyone else know that you know you fucked up and that's not what you want people to know yeah definitely then you get people like mixed views on you and something like that kind of like a nice night jack Reputation. Oh, God. <laughs> God, God, please, no. But it's definitely all mad, though. Yeah, 100%. It's a, it's a weird business, man. It's a weird business, but it's fucking great at the same time. I totally agree with you on that. Because mm. I've definitely... I've, I've had a thought as well that you definitely should host, like, a few episodes in the or even if, as many as you want. Yeah, no, I'd be 100% up for that. Like, we literally just go, we just get any, anyone, any random guest. Who else you got in mind? To be honest, I don't really have anyone in mind. Yeah, so I'd probably have to <laughs> we'll, like, we'll talk, we'll talk, we'll have a little branch out. Definitely, because we could even, like, as we were talking about wrestling, we could even talk about other people's experiences. Yeah, different, different backgrounds, different people. Yeah. So it's definitely, 
that's it's given a lot to think about and a lot and a very good opportunity as well. Exactly, yeah. So yeah, we'll definitely we we'll definitely will talk and just like brainstorm. Yeah, well, I'll come up with a few ideas for people. Definitely, because I definitely want to be consistent with this podcast now. Like, because even I'll even show you. Actually, you can see it on my Instagram page because it's basically on my profile. Click on the page and you see the podcast page, and then you'll see the old logo and the new logo that I had, like this one, the current one. Yeah, the old one didn't look too professional. Let me have a little look now, shall I? Yeah. Uh, there we go. You know what? I actually do quite like that. Like the the old one is a is very like. I can tell it was made. You know, maybe by yourself. I don't know, but the the new one I really like. It was half made by myself. What the new one? The the old one. Yeah. Okay. Because basically, I can I slightly that. tell that. Because you'll actually find it funny. Because, like, I basically paid one of my friends to do a logo. And he he did the logo and everything. But the colours I chose was horrible. It was red and grey. Okay. So what I had to do, I played around with filters and this and that. And that's how I got it to that. Yeah. I just thought I'd just run with that. But then I just thought to myself, this year, I just thought, like, no, I can't continue. I thought the same thing when I first made merch. I remember when I think back to it now, the the, uh, the symbol and logo I had, I really don't like it now. But back then, I really liked it. And I don't know why. Because I think probably back then it was unique. Yeah, no, I I I get that, but it's just it look it just looks like it was made in my bedroom, you know. <laughs> like it it it, it didn't come across as professional in any way shape or form because it wasn't what the my first ever logo for my merch was made by my best mate who went on his phone uh made something really quickly for me with his fucking finger and then sent it i was like that's perfect we'll go with that <laughs> <laughs> legit it was like it could have been so much better so much better i didn't realize it was made like that yeah, no, that's how it was made. He went on his phone, drew something uh, with his finger, and then went, right, there you go, James. That's perfect. You couldn't have done any better than that. <laughs> I'm that's like, what, 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 what was the thought process? <laughs> yeah, we're going to charge £15 for these shirts because that's definitely what they're worth. Did you actually get any sales from that? I got a couple. I got a couple sales. Not as much as I would have liked. I got you. <laughs> but at least, like, people who have that shirt now, it's kind of like memorabilia. Like, they were there when you were around. The, yeah, the, la- the last shirt I sold was actually completely out of the blue because I, I hadn't been wrestling at this point for, like, maybe, like, three, four months. And then I just got a message on my uh, James Best Facebook page from someone that was like, I really want to buy your shirt. Can I buy it, please? And I was there like, yeah, of course you can. What size? Tell me your address and I'll send it to you. But I was so <laughs> caught aback because I was there like, wow, like, I haven't wrestled in ages. Like, you must just like the design, surely. No, that person was a fan. Yeah, it must have been. 
<laughs> like, there's no way you just go, right, there's this shirt here. I have no idea who he is, but I'm going to buy that shirt. True, but at least you definitely know you made, like, an imprint on someone's ass. Yeah, no, that, that was always... Like, when I, whenever I did, like, um, like the family shows, uh, I loved those. I, like, I, I preferred the adult shows because I got to be, especially as a heel, more uh, aggressive. And I used to be able to say more. Um, but whenever I did, like, a, um, a family show, being a face and being able to, like, G up uh, the audience and having all these, like, these kids that are fucking just screaming and you can see that they're just in this moment in time, they're like, they're happy. That was a really cool thing to experience and enjoy. Do you get to sign things as well? There was, there was a couple of times and it felt so weird. Cause I'm like, realistically, I'm not anybody. Like I'm just, I'm just a, a kid that is fortunate enough to be on this particular wrestling show. Um, and then you're asking me for an autograph, which realistically isn't going to go anywhere. Like, you'll completely forget about it in a few months. Um, but in the moment, it's, like, really cool. It's very cool. Definitely, because at least, you're, you know, like, you're um, inspiring people. Yeah, and it was, it, it was a good feeling as well, because, like, you felt like you had done your job and you, had, you put on a good match for them to actually go, yeah, I would like your signature, actually. And I actually found two pictures that I know that I'm going to use to promote this. What, really? Like two, two old wrestling pictures. Of what? Because I'll, I'll show you. Are you going to send them to me now? Okay. Yeah, because I think you've seen oh, I'm both. I'm not ready for this. It's not, it's not that bad. But... Okay, and I, I absolutely hate looking back at myself. I hate it so much because <laughs> I used to be so skinny. Because it was um, these two. Because you can see yourself in the first one. Okay, yeah, I remember this one. Yeah, you put it on your story the other year. Yeah. Yeah, I remember this one. You can still tell how skinny I am in that photo, though. Because I think I'm going to use the top one, especially since like that one, you can clearly see me, you, and Jared, because I, I can know where you are. Wait, am I in that plank one? Um, in the plank one, I'm not too sure, but the top one, I know yeah, you're no, yeah, I I can't see myself in that one. But that, I think this, the, oh my god, look how different it looks! Jesus, I think you're the one that's getting grabbed. I think, like, yeah, 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 in the in the first one. Yeah, yeah, I'm the guy right in the middle of the of the actual ring, dude, like grabbing someone's wrist. I think I'm, I'm definitely gonna use that picture. Yeah, no, I do like that photo. The other one that I don't have a clue with this one. Yeah, because I, I remember there was one point in the um, in the beginner course where we did like a uh, a plank off with everyone, and then like the winner would become the plankian, which I absolutely hated the name. Uh, but it came down to um, me and one other guy, and he was like a like this very tough Scottish Scottish guy, which I've completely forgotten his name. I just remember how nice he was. Um, and I looked at him and I was shaking uh, and I just looked at him and he was completely unfazed whatsoever. I'm like, okay, we've been here for like two and a half minutes now. I'm, I feel like my bone's about to break. And then you've got this man across from me just staring at me going, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to drop. 
And I, he broke me completely mentality-wise. I was like, yeah, no, you've won. That's fine. Because he probably, he's probably trying to get inside your head. He not only got inside my head, but he dominated my brain for that time period. Because I remember he just stared at me. And I was there like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not winning this. <laughs> like this really like tough Scottish dude and I remember he just he said something to me in that Scottish accent I was like yeah I'm terrified of you yeah absolutely terrified because I remember I was I wasn't taking it seriously during those times because I I remember I cheated three times like Did you actually... <laughs> yeah because I think I was next to you and then literally a couple times I went down and you went back up again oh did you so I, I was so competitive I still am, but back then I was really competitive about everything. Um, and I remember, like, I was like, "No, I'm not losing this. I don't care how uh, how much it hurts. I'm gonna, w- I'm gonna win this." And then seeing everyone drop, I was there, like, "Yeah, that's it. I've got this." And then this this one bloody dude, he had to just be the toughest man on the planet, didn't he? He just had to be. <laughs> so he definitely wasn't like he knew he wanted he wanted that. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's hard to find people that are. Yeah, no, his, his mentality was different, man. True. I think I remember who you're talking about now. Because I remember him. He was probably crazy. Yeah, he was, he was there. He was, he was really nice. Like, he was, I, I remember meeting him at some progress shows uh, when he was in the audience and I was crewing the shows. Um, and just having like really nice conversations with him. I really wish I remembered his name. Um, but yeah, he was great. Because I, I wonder where he's at now. It's like it's kind of begs the question. Like a lot. It's really like, weird to think about, isn't it? Where like where where have they ended up? Because everyone in that photo, like pretty much, um, you know, I can't really think of other than Amy, of course. Uh, like. Because I don't know any of them anymore. Because even with um, Amy, the last thing I saw on Twitter was the only thing I saw on Twitter was when she posted a note saying her WWE contract expired, and that was it. I've not had anything. Yeah, I think she. I, she's like, I, I obviously I've, I haven't spoken to Amy in years. Um, I, you know, I see stuff on Instagram every now and again, and I can see that uh, you know she's been through a lot of stuff. And, you know, I'm really just happy for her that she's still in this world because she worked really hard for it. Uh, and seeing that she's being able to... Like, she took some brave decisions um, when I was still in that world. And people would, would say to her, no, you shouldn't do this and maybe don't go... Like, when, when she chose her name Candy Floss, I remember people going to her, no, you shouldn't choose that name. It's, that name's gonna, not going to work. And she went, no, I'm going to do this anyway. And then she introduced herself as Candy Floss and it just went over completely and people loved it. Um, so she was definitely like the right person for that world. And I really hope she gets back into it and she just kicks off where she left off. Because I even, um, I, I do notice like things like on Twitter, she did definitely get like herself like a little fan base. She has, a, I think like a, a, quite a big fan base I think there's there's a lot of people that um, really bought into her character really well um, she really did her job well like very well oh yeah probably phrased that wrong yeah definitely a big one because I definitely did see like a few tweets a lot of people like praising her 
Yeah. As yeah, deserved. You know, she worked she worked harder than you know, pretty much everyone I know in that. When I was doing it, you, she would always be the one working the hardest, you know. There's not I can't take anything away from her. Definitely. I wish her the best as well. One trillion percent, yes. If out of everyone uh that was in that beginner course, I always knew that she would be the one uh that wouldn't give up with it. True. Because mm. definitely one day soon, like me, you, Jared, and just anyone else should like meet up, kind of like a reunion sort of thing. Yeah, I, I, you know, me, me, you, and Jared need to meet up as soon as possible, realistically, if he's up for it. Definitely, cause especially that has been like nearly seven years now. Like, not since me and you last met. It's not been that long, has it? Uh, I think it's been. 2016. Was it 2016? Because we went to the trampoline place, right? You went to a trampoline place? <laughs> I can't remember. You, so me, me, you and Jared went to this trampoline place. In, I think, uh, where was it called? I can't remember. Monmouth? Is that it? Oh yeah, Flip Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Flip Out, that was it. Yeah, yeah. I think that was the last time. Unless I'm wrong. But I think that was the last time. I think that was like 2016, 2017. Yeah, so it's it's been too long as it is. True. So definitely after this, we definitely need to like create. I hear we do have a group chat. I was about to say we you have to create a group chat. Revive, revive the group chat. Let's do it. Yeah. Because I need to find it. It'll be it'll be, you know, buried in Facebook Messenger somewhere. I think I know the name of it as well. I left the Do you remember the name? I think it was on the Bullet Club. <laughs> oh, no, of course it'd be. Yeah, no, of course it'd be. Probably like that. Yeah. Well, if not, we can create a new one. Yeah, we can create a new one. But, um, are you going to head home soon? Uh, actually, I'm going to meet up with some... Uh, people, we're going to probably go on a night out as it's a Friday. Oh, yeah, I don't blame you at all. <laughs> <laughs> I've got all my stuff with me. So definitely make sure you don't get too drunk. I mean, I'm not going to promise that, but I'll do my best. I mean, at least it's better than nothing. <laughs> Thank you to James for joining me on this podcast episode today. You can catch Symbol of Change podcasts on Spotify and other listening platforms. I hope to see you next time. Thank you for listening.